Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Donald, the most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. I'm Steve Cypress, here with my co-host, Everett Farnell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump Podcast. I I am your fearless, believe me, co-host Steve Cypress, along with my trusty sidekick co-host and fellow aficionado of what to do and what not to do based on what Trump is doing, Mr. Everett Farnell. I'm so excited to get into this get into this episode because his, that performance that he gave at the debate was, whether you like him or not, the performance was a superb performance. I don't mean a political performance. I mean the act that he put on. The, All right. The so now, for one good. thing, uh, we're recording this in the middle of October, so right. we're talking about the second general presidential debate against yeah. Clinton one-on-one. And uh, for the second thing, uh, it's interesting when you say whether you like him or not. I know there are some out there, but it, it's a big stretch to find anyone that actually likes him or that likes <laughs> Hillary, for that matter. I know it's some infinitesimal percentage of America that, like, if these two people, like, you know, blow up the world, somebody's still going to come on TV and go, yeah, but I like him. But anyway, I digress. So today's episode now we touched on it way way early back 25 or so episodes ago in this lessons learned Donald Trump podcast about how to create a connection with your target audience but he had as you uh, are going to uh, bring up in that second debate a textbook example of how to do it on a massive scale you're talking about when the audience a town hall participant got up uh, the Muslim and she asked a question about something about Muslimophobia whatever it's Islamophobia and how what he's going to do to stop that or what she's going to do, all that kind of stuff. And his response. First, I just before you get into that, because I know it's brilliant, I just talking to you real quick before we recorded this, but I want to bring up a point that uh, people think, and, and you're about to say that, you know, since he has no chance of getting the Muslim vote, which I agree, all the polls show 90, 95% the Muslims are, are voting against Trump. And of course, starting with him coming out with his um, banning all Muslims from coming into America, typical Trumpian, overreaching, simplistic, bombastic, you know, performance there, uh, statement. I'm going to ban all Muslims. Like, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar comes up and goes, even me? Like, uh, the, the London mayor is Muslim. He goes, even me? So let me revamp that. But notwithstanding the damage already done, and 95% of the Muslims are like, obviously you hate us, uh, is their opinion. But uh, here's my belief on this whole, uh, you know, why the Trump Republican whatever, you know, cannot possibly get the Muslim vote. I think it's a tremendous mistake. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but here's how I see it. Actually, it's Obama that is causing massive damage and massive Islamophobia to run rampant and to grow crazy, and he could squelch it with one statement. Instead of continuing his nonsense and damaging statement that we're not going to name this to be radical Islamic terrorism because that would hurt, that would seem like we're, you know, anti Muslim. It's the complete opposite to me, and I'll tell you why. Because I think he should come right out and say, this is clearly radical Islamic terrorism. And so I'm not even going to 
call this ISIS because he refuses to call it ISIS, right? He calls right. it Daesh or ISIL or whatever, you know, because, oh, it's Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, I think, is what ISIS is supposed to stand for. He right. say, I'm not even going to call it ISIS. I'm going to call it RISIS. So from now on, he should have said two years ago, five years ago, whenever they cropped up, I'm going to call them RISIS, Radical Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, because they're radical, and by calling it RISIS, and by calling these radical Islamic terrorists, I am making it crystal clear that there is nothing even remotely scary or wrong or dangerous about 99% of Muslims in the world. So I'm making that crystal clear. Every single time I talk about them, I'm going to call them radical Islamists, which is going to make it crystal clear they are not the 99% of Muslims. But by not doing that, see, by him just having, I'm not going to say anything, I'm not going to have say anything, that's what Islamist phobia comes from. Now people are walking around, ridiculous creeps are walking around beating up Muslims or something, because nobody is coming right out and saying officially, we are condemning that 1% that are radical Islam, because they're saying Allah Akbar and all this kind of stuff there, they're saying they're Muslims. I'm condemning those radical Muslims. Anyway, that's my two cents, and I'm going to turn it over to you. Well, here's what happened. I don't have the Donald's exact response, but the response was, person asked, the Muslim asked, what are you going to do to counter Islamophobia? Uh, because people want to hurt me and people want to hurt my people for, you know, whatever. So his response, it, it completely shifted from any kind of reasonable answer to her question, or to his question. I don't remember whether it was a man or a woman. But there was no reasonable answer. It was definitely a woman. It was all... Okay, we don't want to add in uh, that he's anti-woman now to this. It was definitely a woman. Uh, well, it, it, so it was all about how we've got to protect ourselves from radical Islam and got to limit immigration from certain parts of the world because they know... Yeah, I think he even got into, like, the Mexican border again he went off on. Yeah, so he doubled down on all that. I I know you hate that term, but but it is kind of a bet. He is making a bet on it that the people who agree with him are going to get out. So he restated his previous position and then went on about, I don't know how long the answer was, three, four minutes, and didn't address that question at all. And here's the thing. What he basically said to that person asking the question and Muslims in general is, listen, if you like me for the economics, then great. But I know that I'm never, ever, 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 ever going to win your vote because you hate me because I want to keep radical jihadis out of the country, and I've said so. So I know I'm never going to win your vote. So I'm not even going to try. What I'm going to do is when you come up and ask me a hard question that's designed to be like a gotcha, I'm not going to even answer it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to reaffirm what my base, what people who like me already, I'm going to reaffirm what they in other words, he just completely told the the entire Muslim voting bloc in the country to go pound salt. If they don't want to vote him for economics, go pound salt. And in exchange, he reinforced the entire demographic who is supporting him and outweighs flags and Trump, Trump, Trump. Okay, he completely reinforced an absolute belief those people have. Now, why is that important for our business owner friends? Well, because when somebody calls up and says, I'll give you a perfect example. A client here locally, a roofing company, I developed a little mailer for them, and the mailer included a picture of the front of the house. So we drive around, you drive around the neighborhood, it's kind of a pain in the ass to put the list together, but they were selling $7,000 for fit, for every $50 they put in the mail, they were selling a $7,000 job. So, uh, so I know it, this tactic you know. of, like, you send someone out in the neighborhood, they're driving around, when they see a roof in disrepair, they take a photo and they're going to send that to that particular person saying, I, I just happened, you know, I was fixing a neighbor's roof, and I just saw yours, 
and uh, I'd you know like to come over and give you an estimate or whatever. Basically, yeah. So now, yeah, and then I, so now you're going to come up. I know you're going to. I have a feeling you're going to relay the exact same complaint that I know my client I had to coach my client through ignoring it yeah. that they're going to hear once in a while. Oh, uh, you you took a picture of my house. You're not allowed to take a picture of my yep. house. That's creepy. How, how dare you take a picture of my house? Yeah, how dare you take a picture? Yeah, exactly. I think that was the exact word. Now the this point, is halfway across the country, and I think it's the exact word that was used in the disparaging remarks against my client. Watch this. It's even better. One group even called the police. So my, my client gets a call from the poli- from, from the local sheriff's office, and uh, now, you know, they're back they're back and forth. I, I call the sheriff's office. I, I talk to a security guard. The security guard calls me. They forward the call to me because I don't know what to do. So I call the security guard back, and he's, uh, he's giving me shit. Well, you know, this is a gated community. And I said, right, and my person was invited in because they'd been invited in to go do an inspection. Right. My person who went in was invited in. Oh, well, but you can't, and, and, but, and, but, uh, and uh, so finally I read this guy the riot act. Uh, you know, <laughs> And we'll 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 have to we'll have to ban your company from the from the neighborhood. And I said, let me tell you something, pal. You can't ban a company from the neighborhood. If one of your residents invites somebody in, then they're allowed to come in. So don't fucking tell me you're going to ban us from the neighborhood because that's horseshit. Now, okay, so if you want to tell me though. who it the is, the point is this is the kind of nonsense that Trump is willing to take right. from and, and, uh, Muslims and and Muslim you know sympathetic you know Trump haters that are going to use this to hate him. And this is when you use this tactic as a business owner you need to be so this is kind of a very advanced tactic because you've got to be it is an advanced tactic to be strong but, and to withstand the nonsense that come. but the bottom line that I know you're going to share with them Everett the bottom line of anyone complaining when they get that letter that you took a picture of their house what's never going to be a customer they're never going to give you money they're never going never. so who cares what that one person thinks don't let it stop you from doing that I, I predict well you tell me, but if that person took 10 photos like that a day on the way back from any job he just worked on, he'd have another job the next day every single day. The response rate was not quite that good. But well, I was going to say, I just catch myself. Yeah. It takes a little bit more time to get that photo, put it on the letter, mail it out. But I mean, you know, yeah, I'm it, talking about the was, numbers. The numbers were excellent. And out of 100, if, if memory serves, out of 120 letters we dropped, we would get one or two complaints of people who were never going to be customers. Then. So right. So out of 100 out letters, you get one or two complaints, and how many jobs did you get? Oh, we'd, we'd get uh, consistently closed three to four jobs. So we consistently closed twenty twenty five thousand dollars worth of business by mailing a hundred letters and, and getting two complaints and getting two complaints. Well, we, so we there you go, they were. listeners, yeah. our, our beloved listeners. Do the math. If you are willing to get complaints from two people somewhere in your town that would never do business with you anyway, in exchange for tens of thousands of dollars, then this is a tactic you can use. And to bring it back, that's exactly what we're talking about here. It's a lesson learned from Donald Trump. He is willing to alienate millions and millions and millions of Americans and have them no longer want to ever even stay at one of his hotels or eat at one of his restaurants or play golf on his court, do whatever, in exchange for his attempt to win the presidency, a lifelong dream of his. In order to increase the connection with the people who like him, he's willing to cut off the people who he has no chance ever doing business with, ever. And that's what the business owners have got to understand. In order to have a chance to do business with the 98 out of the 100, we had to piss off the two. And who cares? Yeah, I got another example uh, just real quick because I know we're at the end of our time here. But I had a, a, a friend, another a fellow consultant who actually needed this for one of his own businesses. He went into his to a neighborhood that was 
very uh, conservative. This is, uh, I don't know, five years ago or more. And he put door hangers. He had kids put door hangers on the doorknobs uh, with a big picture of Nancy Pelosi, who was then the Speaker of the House. <laughs> and uh, and it was all about how, uh, you know, oh, it was for an accounting firm. And it was for, uh, Nancy wants to take your money. Call me, and I will minimize the amount of money she's going to steal from you by doing your taxes properly. Oh. And he had thousands of those put on all the door. Now, and again, it's just do the math, the same thing. Of course, he got some complaints. How dare you? Ooh, ah, I love her, whatever. But, oh, my goodness, did the phone ring off the hook? And he got client after client after client that all said, man, you're me. You're thinking the same way as me. You're with me. So, again, it's an advanced tactic. It's not for the timid of heart. You're not quite running for president. But if you want to learn the lesson from Donald Trump, don't be timid in the marketing of your local business if you want massive success. That's right. Very good. So we hope that perfect. you all go out there and make enemies of a large percentage of your local community. No, we're not saying that. What we are saying is <laughs> make we enemies. Hope bold in your marketing. Look, Superman is even an enemy to a few people, True. right? So True. And, uh, you know, when you say that, Spider-Man, the whole deal with Spider-Man is that the cops are always after him, or Batman, uh, these are outlaws that are, I don't follow too many comic books, as you can tell, but there's, some, there, there's like a, an outlaw theme to all of these, right? Yeah, the cops are jealous of them. Law enforcement says, quit doing that. That's our job. Whatever. Same thing here. You know, be bold. Be, be willing to stand up to some complaints from non-customers, certainly from competitors. Anytime you get competitors complaining about you, by the way, that's a sure sign to put the pedal to the metal and continue doing what you're doing. Anyway, oh, you got to love that. That's an advanced tip. And if you want some more help and personally how you can apply this to your business and make a ton of money, go to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com and contact Everett and myself and we'll help you do it. And with that, we'll be back next week with another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. Talk to you then. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure you go listen to the rest of the episodes by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser. Some people do, I guess.